Okay. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. A question about taxes. Mm. Then the Pharisees met together to find a way to trap Jesus in his words. They sent their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to him. Teacher, they said, we know that you are genuine and that you teach God's way as it really is. We know that you are not swayed by people's opinions because you don't show favoritism. So tell us what you think. Does the law allow people to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Knowing their evil motives, Jesus replied, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used to pay the tax. And they brought him a denarian. Whose image and inscription is this, he asked. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. When they heard this, they were astonished and they departed. This has got to be my second favorite scripture uh, in the Bible. I love this one. My first one is the Cyrene Phoenician woman because that's the one where Jesus admits he's wrong. But that's for another day. That's for another day. But this one, especially, um, you know, we, we, we don't make this up, but sometimes the lectionary is perfect um, and comes around just when we need it, especially with things that are going on in the world. And I think this is a perfect text for we to be pondering um, in this moment. Why? Well, I'll get there. I'll get there. But first, let's talk about parenting. Favorites. I hear those of you that have multiple children might have them. I don't know. You see, I'm an only child, although I have many half-siblings somewhere, so if I need a kidney, we will reach out to them. But I was raised an only child, and I had an only child. So this thing of favorites, I don't know really too much about, except that I am now an auntie to two special children uh, back in Illinois, uh, Danny and Samantha, we will call them. And Danny is um, uh, first year in middle school, and what's so precious about both these children is they both are adopted by um, a family. They had tried for 10 years to get pregnant. They practiced and practiced and practiced. Didn't, couldn't happen. So then they, they did the adoption track. And so uh, um, this Euro, Euro couple ends up getting, for their firstborn, Danny, a Hispanic boy from Texas. And then their second beautiful daughter is half uh, black, half white, um, uh, who's now six. And um, it, it was really hard to get Danny. Um, for one, for one adoption was supposed to happen and failed. And so now, now Danny's coming into their lives. And of course, um, I and Isabella, were, that's my daughter, were, her, were his special friends from, from the day he was born. And I thought, wow, who can, who can love this little one? And, um, and then when it came, now six years later, they're going to get Samantha. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that Danny doesn't get um, ignored, as can happen, right? Right? When you're the big, the big kid. Eh, it hasn't worked out that way. Samantha and I have this very special bond that you just can't make up. And so... I and she have this very, very 
special relationship where we spend our special time together doing our certain things. But I don't forget Danny. I make sure I do special things with him too. Like he's a musician. We're going to hire him for the band, aren't we? When he's, yeah. So I will listen to him play his, his first year viola. <laughs> no, and it, it's, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, really. And, uh, and I will make sure that um, I learn all about skate, the latest of skateboarding. Right? Because he's into that. And I learned the characters. And I learned why we really do wear band shoes. The whole thing. The whole thing. So what I've learned is, because I was thinking about parenting, and when we do want to think about an anthropomorphic God, does God have favorites? I don't think so. I think God loves the child the way the child needs to be loved. So I do certain fun things with Danny that are just for he and me, and I do fun things with Samantha that are she and me, and then I make sure we all do stuff together. I think that's what you parents do with your multiples, right? You love the child the way that, at the best, the best potential of that child. So that's how I want us to think about God in this moment. God does not pick favorites. Doesn't matter what color you are, what side of the wall you're on, God does not pick favorites. Now, let's enter the gospel. So the Pharisees, we're still on this trip in Matthew, right? Where the Pharisees keep, keep trying to trip up Jesus. And they're like, gosh, gosh, if we can just get him, we can have Rome get him for sedition, and we can get him crucified because we in Jewish law do not do crucifixions. And remember, Pontius Pilate loves to do a crucifixion, right? We're all, we're all caught up, right? So now, now here's the one, taxes. What better thing to try to get this uppity, popular leader but get him on taxes and politics, Amen. So they think they got him. They think they got him. They think they're going to know Jesus' answer. The Pharisees are coming to him and look at how they say, Oh, Jesus, we come to you because we know you're the smart teacher. We know you know all answers. We know that you're holy. Thinking behind the scenes that Jesus is going to say, Of course you don't pay Caesar what is Caesar's. But he doesn't say it that way. He says, Pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Now, what's the big deal with this, right? I mean, that, we do the same, right? We, we pay our taxes, and, and then we give to things that we want to give to. No, 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 no. Okay, let's talk about money in these times. Tiberius Augustus is the, is the, is the Caesar, and the Caesar right before him decided, thus Julius Caesar, decided that, um, well, let me back up. It was tradition, it was tradition that once you had been Caesar and then you died, your, your head would be on the coin. But Julius, being the humble guy that he was, decided, no, 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 no. While I'm alive and while I am your Caesar, we're going to put my head on the coin. That way, you know who's in charge. 
That way, you know by divine right who your leader is. Now, I learned as I went down the Roman rabbit hole <laughs> when I was doing research on this, is that the Senate really didn't like that Julius Caesar did that. Well, that got him later, didn't it? They, they thought he was being too hoity-toity. But, um, but never mind. The tradition had begun. So during Jesus' time, Tiberius is the one that his, his head is on the coin. And so the Pharisees for sure thought, no, you are not, you are not going to say the godlike figure of Rome, of the empire, should be honored. But he does. He outfoxes the foxes. They cannot get him on sedition. In fact, he's coming up like a loyal citizen. Except he's not, because of course his listeners hear him say, and then you do unto God who is God, because we serve only God. What? Yes. And I don't think God has favorites. So when you're a process person like me, you know that time-space continuum is just, just an idea. And that time comes to you in a moment. Uh, the past can come to the present. The past can go back. And that's what happened on Friday night when we were here doing jazz. Um, the band sang this little Bob Dylan tune. What's it called again? Who you're going to serve? You got to serve somebody. You got to serve somebody. And um, Pastor Mark sang it, sang it, sang it, he did. And then, then Jim is whispering to me. He goes, Monica, Monica, at our campus ministry back in Normal, Illinois, Illinois State University, um, uh, Reverend Jim and Reverend Ray, Ray Dean had me preach a sermon on this song. Then Jim said, that was my first sermon and my last sermon. <laughs> And he stayed a music major, and hallelujah. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, what is more perfect for this week in these times, in this text, to have these lyrics? So I'm just going to, it's a long song, so I'm just going to end with um, some of these nuggets that we remember that God does not have favorites, but we, at every moment, in every part of our lives, have a chance of who we are going to serve. God does not coerce us into following God. We get to choose who we're going to serve. So as Bob Dylan says, let me start with the preachers. You may be a preacher preaching spiritual pride, maybe a city councilman talk, taking bribes on the side, maybe working in a barbershop, you know how to cut hair, you may be somebody's mistress, maybe somebody's heir, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you are going to have to serve somebody. Might like to wear cotton, might like to wear silk, might like to drink whiskey, might like to drink milk, might like to eat caviar, you might like to eat bread, maybe sleeping on the floor or sleeping in a king-size bed but you're going to have to serve somebody. 
Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You may call me Terry. You may call me Timmy. I love that this was when this song was written that we're even playing with, with, uh, with humans. You may call me Bobby. You may call me Zimmy. You may call me RJ. You may call me Ray. You may call me anything, no matter what you say. But what, what does it come down to, friends? You have to serve somebody. You're going to have to serve somebody. And it may be who? The devil or maybe the Lord. But you are going to have to serve somebody. So let us remember, we all know that we pay unto Caesar what we need to pay to Caesar. But we serve the one and only God. Amen? Amen. Amen.